Welcome to another Rolling Real Estate, Floating Real Estate. Today we are with Dean Gazowski with Keller Williams Advantage. Did I say your name right? That's right, excellent pronunciation. Okay, uh, Dean, who are you and what do you do? So, uh, Dean Gazowski, I'm an agent. Um, I like to I like to call myself a bit of a, uh, an investor hybrid uh, slash agent. I've uh, been in the business for about six years. Uh, over the six years, quick snapshot. This is not, let me preface this real quick. So. Anything I say in this video is not any any sort of bragging because I know who I'm sitting next to. I've done about 100 deals in my career, investing, real estate related, um, and you know I'm just so I'm a Christian, I'm a believer, I'm a, uh, a father. I've got a couple kids. You'll never see them on Facebook though. I'm just not a big fan of uh, advertising them. That's true. I've and seen um, them. yeah, right. People don't know that. Uh, and. Um, that's just personal preference. Uh, coach out of the Real Estate Investing Club out of Troy. That's one of Wendy Patton's groups. Okay. Um, I've been with Keller Williams my whole career. Um, what did you do before yeah. real estate? You said six I, years? Yeah, so six yeah. years. I was in uh, insurance sales. That was like a two-year period, right? Um, I, just, I was in a scenario where, you know, here's why I made the shift to real estate. Um, rich dad, poor dad, yep. like many people, mm -hmm. and I almost dislike saying that because it's like, oh yeah, this is it's the Bible of real estate or investing or whatever it is. Point is, that book opened up my brain to options, cash flow options. Yep. Like there's another opportunity out there, and we bought my wife and I, Nicole, we bought our first uh, cash flow house. It was an occupied duplex that was sitting on the market for a long time. Over in Livonia, so we bought this bad boy. It was cash flowing. We bought the uh, tenants were occupied. And How long ago was that? That was eleven. Very end of two. Actually, we squeezed in that closing. I'm not sure how the uh, the tax loopholes work right now, um, but at that particular point, we were able to reap the tax benefits the whole year, 2011. We closed on that property December 30th. So that that was the first investment property. Okay, and you still have that one. Oh yeah. How many you have? Uh, we've got four doors right now. We're actually nice. selling two. We're liquidating um, just because of where I think we're at in the market. Okay. You know, it's the whole cruise ship theory. Yeah, yeah. You know, what, what's it do a U-turn and how do you time it? Uh, and then we're going to take that money and um, we're looking at larger multifamily at this point, like an apartment building. Is that kind of where you think you're going? Into more like larger multifamily, more apartment buildings? Like, or do you want to stay single units? So. <clears throat> there's there's a couple different theories there, right? Um, what I'm subscribed to right now, what I notice is that there's there's wealth that's created from the larger multifamilies because there's a consistency in income. You with me? So 36 unit that's occupied 85% of the time. You know, it's got a revenue of 230 a year. You know, then you got to calculate your expenses. In, in my world, if I can take $100,000 worth of equity, roll that into a down payment, leverage the next opportunity, and the numbers make sense, why wouldn't you do that? Have you ever thought about storage facilities? Yeah, that's, I'm still looking to wrap my head. I was actually, I was, <laughs> Just so, curious. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great opportunity. I just, um, either way, when you're dealing with something that big, yeah. I think you'd agree that you need a management company. You, you probably do because I have a good friend who we started back in 2000, um, 
2007, buying small rental properties, renovating them. Yep. He turned those and took that equity, bought an apartment complex, took that equity, bought a storage facility, another, 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 and now he's got like 30 houses, four facilities, and an apartment, and it started with one house. So so what's his life look like? This is, <laughs> like for real, what does his life look like? Uh, he's always in a great mood, um, okay. but he's always busy. But that's a mindset thing though, yeah. isn't it? No, absolutely, but that's why he's probably always in a great mood, because he's always busy. Uh, he takes one day off a week for sure. Okay. He doesn't work, but Monday through Saturday, he's working 100%. Wow. He enjoys it. It would not be me. And, uh, well, and it's, it's really cool for me, because I saw it start with one house and grow into this. What gives you belief, right? Like, like so amazing. But this is about you anyway. Where uh, where do you see this going for you? Like, you've been doing it for six years. Let's say another four years. So 10 years to you. What do you see you doing? Where are your buddies at? Really? Well, I mean, realistically, okay. So why are we looking to take over the, the cash flow business? More free time. More free time. Control. Okay, I've got this interesting theory where, okay, we're on the water right now. Perfect example. You fall in the water. It's a little chilly outside. I mean, you see our breath. You know. Mm -hmm. You fall in the water. You're cold. You're wet. And if you can't swim, well, what are your first thoughts? Your first thoughts. I got to get out of this, and I got this is my first priority. So if our first priority in life is taking care of the financial situation, I heard I was at a conference a while back, about a month ago, where this guy said. To his kids, he was speaking to his kids from stage. He says, "Listen, girls, our ceiling will be your floor." Yeah. Okay. Last night when we had our conversation, you know, like, you know, our team we're we're working on our five-year plan, our three-year plan. That's what it was. And um, th here's the type of leader you got over here. This guy says, "What about the hundred-year plan? What's that look like?" And there's this proverb out there that talks about. A grandfather, you, you know the, the, the signs of a good grandfather, and I'm paraphrasing, right? This isn't straight out of the word, right? Um, signs of a good grandfather is to go ahead and, and take care of his grandchildren. And that's, in, in, in part, that's what the 100 year plan mm -hmm. is. Yep. Royalties, you got businesses, you've got, I mean, there's so much, so many opportunities. Once you satisfy your, your overhead monthly, whatever that is, mm -hmm. so you, you, you look at your budget, and you're like, okay, I've got $3,000 a month overhead. Just to get by. Just to get by. That's my that's my monthly nut that I need to crack. So why not look at the single family or why, I mean, I started with single family or the duplex, but, mm -hmm. but think about that. There's a good opportunity right there. If you buy right, okay, for, for those of us in the real estate business, we can watch these cycles. One of my core uh, habits in businesses is targeting distressed properties, uh -huh. not taking advantage of people, getting them out of their, their situation that yeah. they're in, okay? Uh -huh. Look, man, you're up against tax foreclosure. You either have the option to walk with a couple thousand bucks uh -huh. or you're gonna lose this house, okay? We pick that up, we wholesale it, or we just go ahead and you know put it into our, our portfolio and, and hold that thing. Do you rent it back to them? Sometimes? Never. Never? No, if you've made bad decisions up to that point, 
I call that insensitive, but I don't care what. No, you're I don't call it insensitive. But that's something we've done a couple times. Okay. Um, but yeah, not always. But okay. there, there's been a couple times where we've been able to save the house and then rent it back to them. And then one of them even is a lease option. So I think that one's going to work out. Good. The lease options are a great way to to create some, you know, land contracts, lease options. Although I think the jury's still out on the the land contracts and how many you can have. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. As long as the land contract's fair, I'm down for it. I've seen some bad ones. You have a team. Now, you, you talked about budget. Do you work with your team on their budget? Or is it strictly like the real estate of the team? Or are you as like, hey, let's look at your budget. Let's see what we can do to get you to that next step. Are you working as a coach, like as a life, and getting them into different levels? Or is it just strictly a real estate team? Right. So, Let's dig on that a little bit. So we've got the uh, the investor crew out of the investor club. Okay, we've got those students. But then we've got 3D Property Solutions. That's the name of our company. We've got three different partners. Um, in fact, the guys that we're partnered up with, they've already got their finances figured out for the most part. I mean, they're they're stable financially. Uh, one guy's been investing for years and uh, he's got multiple cash flow properties, owned free and clear. I think his goal is to maintain the 10 properties that he's got and that established, it, having that established, he now can reap the bonus money and right, invest right. in different businesses. Gotcha. You know, the other guy still works a job. Um, no, we don't, I mean, we've got a budget for the company. Okay. Uh, we've got, we've got a marketing company that we've hired, uh, you know, to produce yeah. our videos. Well, we just started that end. But our pay-per-click, our mailing campaigns, our marketing, stuff okay. like that. So it's already an established team. Right. Okay, cool. What What is it something that got you, like, helps you be successful? Do you read? Do you meditate? Do you watch, you know, positive messages? What is it that keeps you motivated? And what do you think is one of your keys to success? So it's multiple-fold. I mean, if you're talking about the reading, um, there's... Twenty-five, thirty books last year. Okay, good. You know, every couple so, weeks. Yeah. What's one of your favorite? Books? A lot of it's Audible. Um, never split the difference. I just listened Chris to that one Dude, like six dynamite. months ago, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, somebody brought that up to me, and I yeah, got on uh, I think probably Apple Books or something and listened to that one. No, that one was great. That was my favorite from 2016, and I keep promoting it. It's yeah. Like, yeah, that's a good one. You you need this book in your life because you know. The whole concept of splitting the difference, like, oh, let's just meet in the middle. No, 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 no. We're not meeting in the middle. You need to establish your ground. Stick with that. If it makes sense, I mean, don't let pride get in the way. Yeah. Right? It's got to be a smart-to-business decision. But at the end of the day, drive. I mean, negotiate. Yes. Get something. Yes. Like, I've made plenty of videos with, um, you know, I bought a house out in East Point. Okay? Um and I'm gonna assume that you've not seen the video because you've got other things to do other than watch me online. There was a uh, there was a situation where I negotiated a price. I think it was 68,000 for the house. Lady comes back and she says, I want $500 more just because I want to beat the house the sale price across oh. the street. <laughs> and I said, listen, lady, that's fine. Let's go ahead and do that. Um, but I want that TV on that wall and I want a bag of gummy bears. <laughs> Come on. 
No, no, it was in the gummy bears. That was the other house, but uh, Tootsie Rolls, anyhow. Yeah. Five pound bag of Tootsie Rolls. Yeah. I'm walking out with something. No, it's, and it's, it's currency. Stories are right. currency, right? Yeah, no. It's a it, good story. You got to feel good. Right. And, and I, that reminds me of one time I bought a car. And like I was negotiating so hard. And I finally was like, all right, just give me a polo. <laughs> yeah, if yeah. you give me a polo, we're good. Yeah. All right, let's go get a polo. <laughs> and just that one little stupid shirt made me feel so much better. And it breaks the ice of the situation, and, and it yeah. gets the deal close. Yeah, that's, right? a, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Um, in fact, I've got another one that I'm going through right now that just came out. I, I was watching the um, Joe Rogan podcast. Which one? Uh, Creative Calling. Do you remember who the guest was? This is uh, Chase Jarvis. Can you see that? Is that right there? Is that? Can I show that? Yeah. Anyhow, uh, really good book. I can't even summarize it right now. I'm not even going to attempt, but it good mindset in there. What's it called? Uh, creative calling. Creative calling. Chris, Chris Jarvis. Chris Jarvis. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so th so there's that. There's the the reading. Um, you know, you've got uh, you know your meditation time. I mean, people call it. I think. You know, that's kind of a necessity. I mean, slowing it down. Here's what's, I got a friend that uh, does some public speaking on mental health, mm -hmm. digital mental health. Here's what he's talking about. Everybody, okay, I'm talking to myself right now. I'm not talking to anybody else, I'm talking to myself. I got three little girls at the house right now that I need to make an impact on. Okay, I need, it's my job to make a, a good positive impact, be an example. And connect with these kids. I mean, you can take the Gary Vaynerchuk approach. We're like, oh, give your kids the technology. Let them, I mean, this is what they're going to grow up with. But no, we still need to be able to communicate. Yeah, yeah. Right? And if you got kids shooting up schools and, and all kinds of sort, you know, these sorts of horrible things that are happening, maybe they don't know how to communicate. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't yeah. know what's in their head. Right, right. right? I really don't know. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line is, for me to connect with my family, mm -hmm. I believe the majority of the population, you've got too much of this going on. It's like winning oh, yeah. the internet lottery. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got another email. Oh, it's a joke. Yeah. Oh, somebody commented yeah. on my post. That drives Eric and I crazy. We were traveling. Uh, it was a couple of months ago. We were traveling. We were at a restaurant and a table down the way from us was mother, father, and two kids. Right. Literally the whole time just staring at their phones. And Eric and I were like, God, it's so sad. Like, it right. sucks. And it just bugs us. And, and we make a conscious effort of probably same with you and your family. It's like when we're out, we try to not use our phones. Like, yeah, we. Yeah, my wife will call me out, know, you know. We'll, we'll try not to. Unless we, you know, we're waiting on an email or something important. Right? Sure. But sure. when we go out, we just try not to even look at it. Well, it's part of establishing a habit. Right? And it's, yeah, it's getting to be a habit. But it, it helps us connect way more. Because I've got to talk to her. She's got to talk to me. We've got to talk to the other people. And like, that's our whole business, right? And if we're sitting there on our phones, we're losing out on all these people we could help by not paying attention to who we're with. I think that's gold right there. I mean, because we're talking about building relationships and, and mm -hmm. just connecting with people. Mm -hmm. And if you constantly got your face in your phone, and we're not going to beat that horse anymore, I don't think, but um, you're creating your brand. Every day you're creating your brand. So, I mean, you know, if you're interacting with folks on social media, which is something I'm working on figuring out, like here's a little bit more background for those that knew me through high school. I was like, I had a tough time, you know, a little bit more of the background, you know, raised single mom, mm -hmm. dad, you know, I've only seen him maybe a handful of times, you know, 
ten, maybe ten times in my whole life. Um, but I don't have a grudge against that. Mm -hmm. That I would admit. I mean, maybe, you know, I'm, I'm in a situation where I always had a bit of a chip on my shoulder. I was always looking to perform. And maybe that's like, as I, I mature in business, mm -hmm. I want to perform. Mm -hmm. Like, from a leadership position, mm -hmm. do you have those people that just want the time around you? Mm -hmm. That ask for your time? Mm -hmm. I love it. You know, hey, call, call me. Yeah. Call me. I want you to call me. Mm -hmm. Not enough people call me. Yeah. Talk to me. And anyhow, I mean, you're just going on and on. I mean, you know, I'm so, so, you don't mind, like, Go. single mom, yep. barely saw your dad. Does that affect the way you're with your kids? Like, are you compensating in the other direction? Wanting to be around more, be more connected? I don't know that compensation is, like, the, the proper... I mean, like, let's talk about molding the perfect life. Let's dig back into the cash flow. You establish your baseline, and then your bonus income. These are the trips. These are, this is what's going to afford you. Like when you said, "Let's do this at eight o'clock," I'm like, "I gotta get out of bed, man." <laughs> Take the, don't don't try to live my life, okay? Live your own life. But I typically get out of bed between eight and nine o'clock. Oh my gosh. dude, oh my <laughs> he has a tough time with it. Rolling out of bed. The girls <laughs> typically get me out of bed. Okay. Right? They're up early because they know yeah. something's going on. I make breakfast for them. Okay. I'm the one that cooks in the house. Mm -hmm. I go out, I kick butt a couple hours of the, of the day, mm -hmm. and you know I'm on the phone periodically through the, the day. But when I, here's the important part that we just talked about in our meeting last night is that we gotta get to the office. Mm -hmm. We just come back from real estate conference in San Diego, this house flipping conference. And a lot of these guys are doing everything virtually. Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're responsible for your job in this one guy's got somebody in Gaylord, somebody down in Tennessee, and they're scattered all over the place and they have their, their web meetings. I've tried it. Um, I know that I need to get into the office, especially when the girls are, because they always want to be around dad. Yeah. Right? I'm working on being their hero. Mm -hmm. Okay, constantly striving for that. Okay, I'm the example in their life because I don't need them ending up on a stripper pole or you know right. whatever else yeah, because yeah. I, I wasn't a good enough example mm -hmm. right so what do you what lesson are you trying to impart with them? <clears throat> or what's one of the lessons you're trying to impart with them with, like your work, work ethic I don't even know that it's the work ethic um, here's okay I've never really thought about that answer I've got an uncle that runs a fairly large cleaning company and uh, name that we would know yeah. he made a comment about his college girls that were <clears throat> his daughters yeah okay he's he said something to the effect of uh, who, whoever they connect with is gonna have to be they're gonna have to be a winner yeah because they can't afford not I mean they, these girls will not accept any right right they, they've seen what is a great man Right. So that whoever comes into their life is going to have to step up, or so, already be there. And, and we're in. And we're not living a life of freedom. Don't mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. But we're at a point right now where getting out of bed eight to nine o'clock. I mean, I'm not going to a job. Mm -hmm. right. We're provided for. Mm -hmm. We've got some cash flow. We also have vision. We're not complacent. We're moving along in life. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's if, if we're if 
there's one thing that will they're not going to want job right <laughs> they're, they're not, not going to want a job, job nine to five because no they're going to see they're going to be raised with freedom i always get a kick because linkedin will send me uh opportunities here's 18 jobs you may be interested in i don't care if it's three hundred thousand dollars a year shoveling horse manure man i'm not doing it because <laughs> i gotta go so, somebody i'm selling my services right, right. uh, no i'm selling my services here right 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 but i also control certain yeah, things yeah, yeah. okay you know so don't get value. me wrong yeah right well let me switch it up a minute because you said you're a believer and a man of faith <clears throat> so how does how does that affect how you do your business and are there lessons there that you translate into how you run your life so going back let, let's talk about the parables like jesus always taught in parables Another way to say that is people always, here's why Jesus taught in parables. It's because nobody remembers what you say, man. Right, They'll remember right, the lesson. Right. That's, that's, yeah, like why, why, why buy the cow when you get the milk for free? Well, yeah. You can remember that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nobody knows what that means. <laughs> I won't cut that out. That's, that's a socialism <laughs> statement, man. Anyway. So, going back, sorry. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, so I'm, I'm in the process right now. There's a guy out of Brands, his name's Warren Hunter, that I'm going through his ministry school right now. Okay. We've got a missionary trip that we're going out to Nigeria uh, for 10 days. And, uh, I mean, we're, like, if you've never been exposed to it, I mean, we're 186,000 people in this big coliseum. You know, this big, uh, you know, pastor that's very well known. I don't know who he is, but I mean, he's yeah. he's over there and he's got a presence. And, and I've mentioned that I'm going to this guy's uh, his church, and, and like a lot of people that are in the community, they're like, "Oh, you're going to David O's church?" Yeah, I don't I don't know who he is, <laughs> and I don't say it from a prideful standpoint. Yeah, yeah. It's just like you know, here's what's going on. Um, so I'm just <clears throat> I'm thankful for that opportunity. Um, now, one of the things, like one of the core beliefs, I mean, we're talking about integrity, right? Mm -hmm. You know, in the Word, it talks about the parable of the sower. Right now, it's fall time, it's harvest. You're reaping harvest, okay? But some of those seeds that you planted, let's say this, the sower sows the Word, okay? Whatever you sow, if you sow money, you sow kind words into people, you're going to reap harvest, you do the harvest of, yeah. you know, the, this is what's going on. You're, people are going to like you. Yes. They're going to gravitate towards you, okay? This is a lesson in business, right? Taken from 2,000 years ago. You sow corn, you get corn, you know, and then here's this. Be careful where you spend your time, okay? If there's one snippet that you can take out of this video, like one cut. One one highlight? One highlight. Okay. Listen to this, okay? Be conscious of where you put your time, right? Because there's some of that here's how the parable of sower goes, okay? Sowers throwing a seed, okay? Some of it went on the walking path. And again, I'm paraphrasing, right? This isn't verbatim. Some of it goes on the walking path. Some of it gets onto, uh, you know, good solid ground. But then it grows up, sprouts up, gets choked out by the weeds. But other seed gets sowed into good cultivated ground, mm -hmm. good, good fertile ground mm -hmm. that's going to be maintained. Mm -hmm. And some of that will produce a 30, 60, 100 fold return. Mm -hmm. Okay? So same, and, and we, we see this all the time with our agents, right? Some people get in, they're too scattered, they don't know what they're doing, they're not fertile ground. Maybe they're, maybe they're fertile ground for something else, but you gotta understand that real estate's not for everyone. Some people need to work a job, okay? 
like go to Hazel Park, graduate from the school system over there. They're going to go ahead and give you a two-year college education. It's called the Hazel Park Promise. Look it up. Okay? Mm -hmm. Hazel Park is breeding employees right now, in my opinion. Yep. Mm -hmm. Because you're going to go to college. Last I checked, you don't have to go to college to be an entrepreneur. No. You read a couple of books. Pick up a Gary Vee. Pick up, you know. I barely went to college. Yeah. Did you? I went to trade school, man. Learned to work on cars. Got halfway through, and I'm like, I don't even like get my hands dirty. What am I doing? <laughs> This is ridiculous, but somebody, you know, the counselor kind of yeah, yeah. wrote to me and said, listen, you need to finish. You need to establish a habit of finishing. Yes. That's a good point. Be like Mr. Woodcock. Finish strong. Mr. Woodcock. You ever see that movie? No. I don't watch movies. Yeah. Um, Never? Rarely. You don't have a favorite movie? Uh, favorite movie? You know, Nacho mm -hmm. Libre? Jack uh, I couldn't stand that man. I couldn't stand it. <laughs> Nobody likes that Not movie. Joe. Nobody likes that movie, but for some reason that's like one of my like okay. I've probably watched it half a dozen times just because it's like uh that very rare occasion when I've like got nothing to do or can't sleep. I'll be like, add Nacho Libre. Or it's this pacifier. Or the Lego movie. The first one. Really? Oh, that's what I own. Really? <laughs> There's so Just many good lessons. Transparent with there's, your leader over. Look at this guy. Oh, of course, there's always um, there's there's great lessons in the Lego movie. Okay. Um, but anyway, I'm getting freezing cold right now. You're freezing. So, yeah, it is a little cold. I'm, so I've got, my Canadian I've got, blood. Look I've at got this. On. And he's from Canada, right? Um, Dual citizenship. Yeah. Final words. Like, what's a message you'd like to get to people that you know spread the love, spread the word? What can you share about yourself or your family or your business that? can show it as an example for other people. Every day you're creating your brand, okay? Um, do they do they realize that they can trust you, okay? Um, you know, here's the quick story on that. Agents that are out there, they bring deals to me, okay? We're going to a season right now where expired listings are just gonna become a little bit more and more plentiful. Yeah. <clears throat> We're going into a dip. Um, so the tip of the day is we're not going to participate in that dip we're moving forward if you're watching this video if you feel like you can trust me call me if you've got a listing that you're you're not able to sell if you've got somebody who's really in a bad situation and you need a solution call me how do they call you what's your phone number 248-765-4748 you can also check out our website dddhomebuyers.com and um, yeah I mean any it, just any questions just on real estate investing in general um, you know no obligation type of a consultation right you can uh, you can reach out to me I'm a friendly guy um, but yeah I mean rela relationships I mean that's the core relationships of real are your riches you heard it there after that and I heard it from Jeffrey Levine Relationships are your riches. Absolutely. Thank you, Dean. Thanks, man. Pleasure, man. See you. Thank you. See you next time.